Okay, so we are wrapping up the Christmas series, which is uh, called The Heart of Christmas, in which we've been talking about the fact that Christmas is more than a story, and it's about actual people, but more than that, it's not just something that's a time of year. Um, I've said this last week, I'll say it again today, so often Christians will talk about how much people are waiting to be asked for, to go to church around Christmas time, and they like to act like it's, oh, because Christmas stuff is going on and everybody's in the spirit, but it's really because that's when Christians actually act like Christians should act like, uh, and the church actually acts like generous and kind and, and loving, and that's what we need to do all year, that's what it's about. And so last week we talked about Joseph and the fact that he was told, hey, uh, you are going to marry uh, a virgin who is pregnant and people are not going to believe you and this is going to be scary. And he didn't know what to do. And uh, before he got the, the message from the angel, he was going to walk away quietly so that it didn't embarrass her, but because he just didn't trust that it was happening. But once he found out, he, he went for it. He trusted. He gave a leap of faith, which was a big deal. And then he stayed. He, he lived as a father for, for Jesus and he, he did a good job. And so we can learn from him. This week, we're going to talk more about Mary. And so Luke chapter one, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, uh, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I am a virgin. So I'm going to stop there because... We often, when we tell this story, when we show this story, we show Mary being a little confused or a little scared, but then it kind of goes into her praising and like, oh man, she accepts it and she's awesome and she's a woman of faith. And that's true. She is a woman of faith and she had a wonderful praise and she did accept it, but she was absolutely terrified. Like this was a young girl. Uh, who was getting married and was scared of that because it was a completely different thing and she had to give her life to somebody else. And then she's told, by the way, uh, you're going to be pregnant and nobody is going to believe that, that this is a, a, a holy thing. Like, they're going to talk about you. They're going to say you cheated on him. They're going to say you slept with him beforehand. They're going to say all of these things and they're going to call you a liar. They're going to call you all of these things. And so she was rightfully scared and she's like, how can this happen? But before we get to the Jesus part of it and how holy he is and how important this is, what the angel just said to her was, yeah, he's going to be the king. Like, he's going to be a big deal. He's going to be in charge, and he's going to be super important to the world. Now, any parent, when they have a kid, is, like, terrified when that baby goes to sleep for the first time. I, and I don't have a kid, but with Beatrice, I would watch her a lot when she was a baby. And I remember, like, when she was asleep, I would check constantly to see if she's still breathing. And so, like, all parents kind of go through this period of what's going to happen. Like, how can I uh, leave them alone? And, and it takes time to, to walk away from them. And that's just a normal kid. Like, a normal kid who can do anything and blah, blah, blah. But it's just a normal kid. Mary has just been told, this is going to be a king. Like, this guy is going to be very important. By the way, you're responsible for him. So that's terrifying. And so on top of, hey, yeah, you're going to be pregnant and you didn't plan on it and you're going to still get married and you're going to be talked about and this is going to be the savior, but it's also going to be a really important person and you're going to keep him safe. Like that had to be scary. So she asked this question, how? Which is, is a very obvious question. Like, how can this happen? And she means probably a lot physical. Like, how can this happen? I've not had sex, but also... Uh, like, how, how can this happen to me? Like, why me? Why did you choose me? And 
in the way that she goes from there, and she accepts it, and even though she's still scared, she goes to see her cousin, which we're about to talk about, and she praises, and she lives, and she does everything she can. Um, she shows in the way she handles it, why her? Because she was a woman of faith, and she knew the scriptures. After Jesus goes back to heaven, after he dies and lives his life, and all of these things, uh, she basically is a disciple. Like She helps start churches, and she does all of the things the disciples do. So again, she shows why her. But in this moment, she's just a kid that's terrified of all of these things. And so the next scripture... Uh, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. And then the angel left her. So she does accept it. Like she does say, this is what God said. She's still scared. I think again, sometimes when we talk about her, when we talk about the story, we go from, oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do to, oh look, she's the Lord's servant. So she's good. She was still scared. And even when Jesus was born, she was still scared. When they were on the run, like when he's growing up, she probably was still scared. Um, the only story in the Bible about him as a kid is when he was 12 and in the temple. And so her and Joseph are walking back in a big crowd and they realize Jesus isn't with them. And they had to be terrified because, again, every parent is terrified. What will happen to my kid when I'm not there? What's going to happen? What, what, what can they be? How can they get hurt? What if this person does this? What if this person says that? But then you add on to that that from before the birth, she's been told this is the Savior. Like that is a huge amount of responsibility for her to have. And so... What I want to say from this is she showed great faith before, after, and during, but she also was still scared. Again, sometimes when we talk about service and we talk about ministry and we talk about faith, we talk about it like, yeah, trust God. Uh, if you're scared, trust God. If you're worried, trust God. If, if you are going through something tough, trust God. And that is absolutely true. Each of those things are true. But it's also still okay to be scared. Like, being scared does not mean you don't have faith. It just means that you have to keep praying. You trust Him, but you're still going to feel that fear. You just keep coming forward. Uh, bravery and courage, they don't exist unless you're scared. And so that's okay. Also, if you're struggling with something, it's okay to struggle. Um, I have been told, I've talked about this before, several times in my life, like, you're not a good Christian because you have depression. Like, you, you don't have enough faith. You need to go to the altar and pray for it uh, until you're healed. That's not how it works, and there are people in the Bible who had it. And so it's okay to still struggle. That doesn't mean you don't have faith because you're still going to Him. You're still trusting Him. You're still trying. It's okay to not know if it's the right thing or not, to not know if this is really your calling, to not know if this is where you're supposed to be. It's okay to have doubts and to have questions as long as you keep going to him. And so Mary, she was scared, but she said, whatever God wants, I'll do. But she still was scared, but she still kept doing what God wants. That's the key. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to have doubts. It's okay to, to not know where you fit or who you are, as long as you know who he is. And that's what the Christmas story shows us, that these real people were terrified. These real people didn't know what was going to happen. They dealt with all kinds of things, but they trusted God above all else. So even while they're scared, even while they're holding the baby and like, what's going to happen? What if we mess this up? Uh, like, this is going to be double bad because God's going to be super mad if we lose his son, like type of thing. Like, they're really scared, but they still kept going forward. And sometimes when people have doubts, when they have struggles, when they have fears, they stop and they're like, okay, I'm not going to mess with faith stuff. I'm not going to mess with church stuff until I get over this. Well, then you're never going to get over it. Like, you're just going to stay in place. So again, it's okay to have all of those things. But like Mary, like Joseph, you keep going forward. And Mary and Joseph kept going forward. When... Uh, 
Well, I'll read this. This is the actual Christmas story that most people read. Luke 2, 1 through 7. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, uh, the time came for a baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. So if you've seen this story, you kind of see how it's usually uh, acted out where they go from place to place looking for a place to stay. Everything's full. It's not that the innkeeper was bad or didn't like them. It's that literally everybody is traveling for the census. And so there was no room. And so they're there. And at the same time... Uh, the the rulers of the area, Herod, everybody, like they're trying to kill all the babies because they don't want this to happen. And, and everybody's kind of looking for this sign and everybody's kind of like, what's happening? And so Mary and Joseph are, are going there and they're very poor. They don't have money to pay for a big room anyway. And so they go to a manger and they go to this farmhouse. They go to this little place where it's dirty and gross and all smelly and there's animal poop everywhere. And they, they give birth to Jesus. And so they obviously were still scared, but they kept doing everything they could so they probably had a different plan when they first found out they probably talked and she's like hey so an angel came to you too they came to me this is what we're going to do what are people going to say and just like well man people are going to say bad things about me and they're going to trash you and your reputation um but together we can do this like we'll be with our families you said elizabeth's pregnant we'll go talk to her uh and kind of we'll hang out we'll figure this out and then the census gets called and they're like man we're gonna have to go somewhere we have to travel you're super pregnant how's this gonna work and so they get on a donkey and they start going and then they get there and they're like there's no room what are we gonna do so each of these steps they had doubts and they had questions and they were unsure and they were scared but they just kept doing what they could in front of us um sometimes we think that like we think about a problem and so whatever it is whether you have a big test or uh you're really struggling with something and and you have a lot of anxiety or you've lost someone or you've got something coming up that's really difficult or whatever it is and we think about that thing and we want to get over that thing we want to get past that thing we want to get to a place where we're healed where we're ready where we're okay and we don't remember that it takes a lot of steps to get there and so you're still going to feel sick and scared and unhappy and whatever as you go, but you go step by step by step doing what you can in front of you, and then eventually you get to that thing. You're never going to go straight to that thing. So Mary and Joseph, they had to get to this birth, and all of these things keep coming up, and so they couldn't be like, oh, well, man, what are we going to do, blah, blah, blah. They could have just stopped and been racked with indecision and fear and all of these things, which they still felt, but they're like, well, we've got to do this. So we started moving and then we've got to find a place. Here's a manger and we've got to give birth. Hey, here's a cloth. Hey, we've got to get to this place that's safe. And so we go. So it's like step by step by step they went and that's how they did things. That's how we can do things. Um, it's, I, I have said before, like one of the things that helps me a lot is the, the idea of always keep fighting, which is from Jared Padalecki from Supernatural, and it involves depression, but it goes with anything. Like if you keep going, as long as you keep fighting for whatever it is, if you keep going forward, as you keep trying, if you go step by step, that's how you get through things. It's not a single thing. There's never going to be a single decision or a single act or a single word or a single person that's going to completely fix everything for you. You have to go step by step. You have to go through the process. If you're grieving, you have to go through the process. There will be people that say, well, yeah, you've had a month. Like, that's long enough. But it's 
different for every person. Um, if you are worried about what you're going to do in life, like you still have to go through the process. If you're worried about who you're going to be, you still have to go through the process. And so each day is different. Each step is different. And it's important to take note of each step and to trust God with each step. But it's okay to have doubts. Again, I say, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to be worried. It's okay to be concerned. But don't let it stop you. And that's what we learn the most from the Christmas story. Absolutely, it's vital that it's the gift of Jesus and the fact that he came as a human and the fact that he came as a baby, a poor baby, so that everybody could relate to him. And he came so that he could be a sacrifice. And he came so he could be an example. And all of this is vital. And all of this means so much more to our faith and our lives than we recognize. But it's also important to note what Mary and Joseph did and the fact that they accepted this and they did their best because all we can do is our best. And Jesus came in love and he came to help and he came to show us the way, to point us towards him, to point us towards help. And again, each step of the way is challenging sometimes. Uh, Near the end of Jesus' life on earth, he's praying in the garden. And he was perfect, like he was holy. He never sinned. He never hurt anybody. He never did anything wrong. And he's praying to God, and he's about to get arrested and killed. And he says to God, hey, uh, Father, I don't want to die. Like, if there's any way out of this, please make it happen. But, and this is the key, but your will be done. Your will above everything. So it's okay because Jesus showed us okay to say, God, I don't know if this is right. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if this is who I should be. I don't know if this is what I should do. It's okay to say that as long as you also continue with, but whatever you want, I will do. Whatever you want for me, I will take. Whatever you have for me, I will do. And then you just keep going. And so Jesus kept going a step at a time to show us. And this is Jesus. And so he went to show us. Mary and Joseph showed us. The Christmas story is not just something for December. Whenever you, you talk about it, this is who we should be all the time. Uh, it, it's about showing people that love. It's about showing people that hope. It's about showing people that peace. It's about showing people that joy that only comes from him. Showing them that, that it takes step by step. Showing them that we're not perfect. Showing them that we struggle. Showing them that we go through things. And then helping them to see, this is how I do it. This is what I've learned. This is how I grow. This is how I go forward. And then loving them through that. Because that's what we do. All we can ever do is our best. And as long as there is life, there is hope. So we keep living and we keep fighting and we keep going to look to Jesus. Jesus, to look like Jesus, and to show people exactly what that means. And that's what Christmas is about. And that's all I got.